All right, we're live. What's up, guys? What is up? Got Moff in the house and uh, the Irishman. Hi, guys. So uh, let me grab this um, article here on Reddit because I want to kick off with this before we start talking about the dangerous personalities. We're going we're gonna to probably talk about some personal experiences. We also have Amber Turd trending right now on Twitter, believe it or not. Hashtag Amber Turd. So, so actually, let's do predictions. So what do you think is going to happen with the trial? Because I'm looking at it and I'm like, this bitch is crazy. She's done some crazy ass shit. I think her lawyer is probably going to say uh, she's not mentally stable. She's been diagnosed with this, that, and the other thing disorder. So you can't convict her. And uh, she's going to get off scot-free is what I think is going to happen. I don't know. Do you guys have any uh, predictions on this? There will be a narrative emerge. Uh, oh, yeah. It'll be, yeah, he was abused, but that'll be it. Yeah. He was abused, but. Suck it yeah, up and be a man, right? Is what they'll tell him? There'll be some excuses. I think you're spot on. I think nothing's really going to happen out of it. I think, you know, this is all, it's a big story, right? Media right now. And a week or two after it's over, everybody will have forgotten already. She'll, uh, She'll get off. I've got no doubts about that. Yep. So I got um, Jonathan Noble coming on with me next Monday to do a, a full breakdown on what's happening with the trial. So he's a family lawyer and he'll he'll get right into the weeds for those of you guys that really want to get the nitty gritty. But before we talk about these dangerous personalities, we're going to have a few guys sort of join us, uh, you know, as the show's rolling on. So just stand by. Let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger. So... <laughs> Man, I could start a whole new channel on on like the artards of Reddit, right? That's that's pretty much what I could call it. Um, this post here, dude says, girlfriend keeps talking to guys when I'm not around. He's 27, she's 26. They've been together for almost nine years now. We have always had a strong relationship. We can always talk things out. Recently, she has come. She's been going out with her girlfriends. When she comes home, she talks about the people they meet. As of late. These have only been guys. So what's your take on, you know, letting the girl go out to hang out with her girlfriends in bars and nightclubs, fellas? Mom. Women with boyfriends that they're serious about don't do it. Yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason to do it. No, she'll give you every excuse in the book and she'll say, well, I'm just going out with my girlfriends. I want to go out dancing or I want to listen to music or whatever it is. But Don't reality, be insecure. Don't be controlling. Yeah. She's yeah. going out to advertise herself. Based she's on advertising the age, herself. Yeah. yeah, based on the age. You know, she's she's hitting epiphany and time and close to baby rabies. And she's obviously looking to trade up. She's putting up she's miles. She's her party years, it sounds like. You know, she's yeah. 26. They've been together for nine years. She's now starting to have, and probably for maybe longer than that, she's having buyer's remorse. So now she's, hey, look, like I'm, I'm still... Still young and hot, you know. I'm with this guy who probably is not the guy that I want to be with, and he's been with me forever. Maybe he was the, you know, athlete in high school, or he was the captain of the football team, or fraternity guy in college. And um, now, let me just stop you there because I want to read the rest of this too, so we can yeah, comment yeah, on, the, on the whole thing. But at the end of the day, guys, uh, if you're in a relationship with a chick and you've and and she's yours, like she's had the talk, like where do we stand? She, she's not allowed to go out, right? That's that's a trade-off. I mean, you want to go out and party and get dressed up and market yourself to other guys, then you're single, right? Otherwise, you don't do that. Simple as that. Uh, it goes on to say, 
She's always been super outgoing and social, and I love that about her. This guy's an idiot. But lately, she's been giving out her number to these guys. <laughs> Not only is she going out with her girlfriends and talking to other dudes, coming back home and rubbing it in his face and saying, I'm talking to other dudes. She then proceeds to tell him that she's getting the phone numbers of these dudes. It gets better. I asked her about it when a guy kept texting her that I didn't know. Dude's texting his girlfriend and he's like, yo, you know, who you talking to? Oh, some random guy that I met at a nightclub bar and he gave me his number and we're just texting. She said it was a guy she met in Vegas. Why is your, why are you permitting your girlfriend to go down to Las Vegas, guys? What's the matter with you? Seriously. You know what happens in Vegas, right? I've been to Vegas. I'm sure you've been to Vegas. You don't let your girl go anywhere overnight like Vegas or New York City or any of those girls trips. Uh-uh. Anyway. When she went to a concert, sure, that's all she did, just went to a concert. She talked about it, and when I asked her if she told him she was in a relationship, she said no. Why would that matter? After that conversation, she's been doing, she's been kind of hiding her phone from me. I'm, I've always trusted her, and she's never given me a reason not to. Dude, have you been sleepwalking through like the last nine years? This is, see, this is what guys like Johnny Depp do, is they ignore red flags because she touches his pee-pee. And then they just like, you know, carry on through until it's too late. I don't know if, you know, Johnny Depp was drunk or stoned or he just didn't care or what his problem was, but you don't get to turds on your bed by accident. That's not like her first red flag. She's done a lot of other things prior to that. Am I just in my head or should I ask her about it is what this dude is saying. I don't know, guys. Moff, what do you got? I know you're, I know the engine's running on this one. What do you got? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, so, so I think... Look, it's a nine-year relationship. Um, this is just pure guessing and speculation, but uh, maybe this guy was, like I said, high school sweethearts, captain of the football team, or he was president of the fraternity in college. In that I environment, she saw him as like the alpha guy, the best that she could do. And now maybe he is like graduated. He doesn't have a sense of purpose. He's maybe a lowly person, or maybe he's. Lower he doesn't have any case. standards is right. one problem. Like, like he has absolutely no standards and he has no frame in this relationship whatsoever. She's doing what she wants when she wants. It's zero. And he's got this ideal. He's like, oh, we have a very strong relationship. We can always talk things out. It's like, okay, well, that's what you think, right? I bet um, if you found her Instagram, that. you'd probably find pictures of oh, her butthole on there too. God. Yeah, I'm sure it's a disaster. So, <laughs> you know, it's just she's now realizing that she's wasted essentially her prime years on this guy who she doesn't see as her best option anymore. She now she's capitalizing. Out. She wants to get back to her party years. And she's saying, hey, I've got four or five more years. And she understands the clock is ticking. I hung out with you. I did the thing. I wanted to, you know, I was loyal to you. And now I want to have my fun while I still have some some prime years left. So, yeah, very common, very typical. Uh, not surprised at all by this. But uh, and, it, and also, it sounds like she's doing things. It's almost like she's poking the bear. Like she's doing things so outwardly mm -hmm. that she's almost goading him into dumping her or breaking up with her so she can not only chase new dick guilt-free, mm -hmm. but also still be able to play the victim of somebody that got dumped in the relationship. So that's something that I've found. It's, you know, somebody told me one time, it's like, yeah, girls don't dump guys. They push him to the edge where actually he dumps her first. Um, mm -hmm. Irishman, you're, you're a little bit more of a seasoned gentleman. You're closer to my age. What's your take on all of this? My take is that the guy 
had to write this and post it and read it and reread it. And he was able to put all that down on paper and ask people. It's like his house is on fire and he has to go and post it and say, well, guys, there's smoke and flame all around my house and it's 200,000 degrees in here. Is my house on fire? The guy knows exactly. And this is how blue pill he is. He had to go and ask other guys if what he's telling everyone in this post that he's actually seen <clears throat> is true. This is To me, it's just absolutely amazing you know what i should have i should have dug up the um original post and just like taking a look at some of the responses girlfriend keeps telling guys when i'm not or keeps talking to guys talking talking to guys when i'm not around okay let's see what we get (laughs) um we got to get you like a uh image of colin uh farrell or something for your uh for your yeah, avatar we gotta get, avatar, we we gotta get you like yeah, a well-known okay. irish Put dennis leary or something yeah, right? sure. yeah but 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 i'm just saying like you wrote this down you wrote all these facts down reviewed it and you posted it to reddit and you didn't see anything in that post it's a dumpster fire dude and this is how blue pill guys have become that you know they become so attached to the one that they literally, you know, she could be standing over a dead body with a knife and blood dripping from it. And the guy will like post to Reddit, hey, do you think my girlfriend has murdered someone? There was a dead body at her feet and they had, there was a knife in her hand and it was dripping. I mean, it's not that obvious, dude. I just. You know what? There's, I, I, I Googled the exact title and a totally different one came up. Like it just goes to show you how common this is out there that these nerds are like, like this one's I'm 22, girlfriend's 20. And she chats with other guys. We did we we did get a relationship after, sorry, after over half a year of dating. At the start of the relationship, I saw her phone and she talked to many other guys on WhatsApp. Yeah, of course, you know, women women are never really single, right? Like they're always talking to somebody. Apparently, even in relationships with dudes. Uh, I read her conversations and some were flirtatious, of course. Uh, when I told her this, uh, she sort of denied the flirting, but did apologize and said she would stop talking to them. I was just like. I trust her not to cheat on me. Yeah, okay. She's flirting with other guys and he's like, I trust her not to cheat on me. She's a jolly good girl. Dopey, dopey, dope. This is what guys do. Complicate. Like, we were talking about this, you know, before we went live, guys. Complicate life, justify why, right? Like, this is just dudes. There was a, hey. there was a, a business thing I read earlier and it says um, people buy on impulse and then they justify what logic later. They reason it out later. And that's what that guy is doing. He knows exactly what's going on, but he's, he's looking for, he's grasping at straws and he's going, you know, it's done. It's over, bro. We need, we need more people to call these guys idiots. I, I think that just a little bit of bullying can be good. You know, like when you got bullied and they called you too slow on the track team, you would try to run as fast as you could. And if you had to lose some weight or train a little bit more, you would do that, right? Like a little bit of bullying is good. Like let's let's just bring some back, guys. You know. Well, language is powerful, right? I mean, I think I, I might have taken this from Paul, but I remember, you know, something that either he told me, I can't remember who it was, but it's like instead of saying, "Hey, man," like, "Yeah, she's probably like seeing other guys," you need to say, "Hey, man, no, she's blowing other dudes and riding other dick," because one is like very soft and one is like. The other is just jarring to your psyche as a man where it's like, holy. And now you have that image in your head and that you have that pain. And now you have that, hopefully, what drives you to get off your ass and do something about it. But, you know, you have to take it to a certain level where you're going to be able you're, you're going to feel that pain by seeing that imagery. Like, it's the only way that works. Yeah. I mean, you automatically get called a, a, 
a problem dude if you start having conversations like that though it's just how they return you what's up jaron how you doing man i am doing well how are you guys all doing doing pretty good man doing yeah, i'm just getting settled in i was actually in new york with moth this weekend so trying nice. to get over that jet lag whatever tiredness that lingers after that or those sorts of trips yeah and Moff is just in Vegas too, so he knows what happens down there, right? Um, I just want to go through some of these responses here to this uh, girlfriend keeps talking to dudes. So I said, what would your advice be to this fool? Like, I just wanted to see what the internet was going to tell us today. So let's see what godly advice we got. You're showing to your girlfriend that you're being insecure with your relationship and this gives her more power than you. Shitty advice. She's moving on. They met teenagers and they've been going and been going together for nine years. It's too long for boyfriend, girlfriend. Perhaps she wanted to get married and he didn't want to. We don't know. Shut up, you simp. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you should just go ahead and buy condoms for her next girl's trip. Hopeless. This guy understands. <laughs> oh, man. These are all too funny. Anyway, you can go have a look at those on the feed. Um, I wanted to talk about the four different types of dangerous personality types. Have you guys read uh, Joe Navarro's book, Dangerous Personalities? Twice. Oh, we have we have a captive audience. And Moff, I see your head nodding. You've you've got it. Jaron, did you get a chance to go through it? No, I haven't. I'll check it out though. I'm, I am familiar with them because you know we're we're all in the game in our own yeah. perspective regard, and you do come across them. It's yeah. So let's talk about you know the dangerous personality types, and I don't want to keep it narrow to just you know like the ladies because I mean there are a lot of douchebag dudes out there that I've dealt with over the years that you gotta try to identify as quickly as possible. And these are really just the dark triad traits, but he adds an extra one on. Um, which were the four traits again? I haven't, it's, it's been a couple of years since I read his book. So number, key idea, oh, that's key idea. Let me see the types he's got here. Key idea, narcissistic. Emotionally paranoid personalities. Unstable. Yeah, those are the ones, those are, that's what it is. It's narcissism, it's emotionally predatory, unstable, yeah. predatory and uh, paranoid. Yeah. Um, so I thought this was organized in a different article. I got the wrong one then. My bad. Anyway. Um, so dangerous personalities. Can you guys maybe like take a couple of minutes and spill some personal experience on people that you've interacted with over the years? Well, not, not people. Like I don't want to hear 20 different stories from everybody, but like one story that stands out where you dealt with a dangerous personality, whether it was a dude or a chick, and you not paying attention to red flags or what they were telling you when you were dealing with them caused, you know, in, insert havoc. Like, but just to still it down, like I want to sanitize it. I don't want like 10 minute explanations here. So um, 50 Shades, I'll let you go first. Do you have a story for us? Yeah, see where Moff is sitting right now? Yeah. About four blocks from there, I had to steal my car back from a luxury apartment building. I had to go like James Bond, with Rob and steal my car out of the building because of a cray cray unstable. And, you know, I, I, I ignored red flags. Somebody was hyper nice to begin with, pedestalized me. This everything was a chick was or a dude? A chick. You know, everything was great about me. <laughs> and, and, and all I done was cross one line and I, I was dirt on her shoe and literally had to sneak in and get my car out of the underground parking garage. Okay, and, and why did you ignore the red flags? Like, what were the red flags that you saw? Again, again, extremely nice, way over the top nice, um, love bombing, you know, everything that is in that book, um, the four, you know, the, the four dangerous personalities yeah. that he lists. It's, it's, 
it's one of the best books you've recommended. And yeah. As I said earlier, over we, we tend to overcomplicate stuff when we should just keep it simple. Uh, I should be able to get this guy on a podcast. Like if I reached yeah. out to him, I should be able to mm -hmm. get him on because he's got some really good insight. I mean, I when I was listening to the book, there were so many times where I was like, oh my God, that's, you know, so-and-so. Or it's like, you know, you get to like another segment of the book. It's like, that's so, you know, it just resonates so strong because he like hits it so hard. But um, yeah, I mean, you don't listen to it. You could end up like 50 shades and have to go steal your car back from, how did she lock it up by the way? Like how did she end up with it in well, her possession where you had to steal it back? I, I was a guest in the building for the weekend. Oh, so okay. I parked it in the underground parking garage and she wanted a situation where she wanted me to come back and apologize and was going to let me have it. Uh, you know, like blast at me for being the whatever I am. What and did you do to offend her so badly that she wanted to steal your car? <laughs> went out raging with the guys and he never came home. Yeah. <laughs> you went out and, with the boys and then she took your car hostage. Yeah. And then were you there for this month? No. Okay. So then Bert was all right. Yeah, he was. He pulled okay. up outside in his car laughing while I went in and being my personality, I knew the doorman of the building. He's like, Hey, Irish man. I said, yeah, hey, man, let me in. I'm just going downstairs. And, Went in, jumped to my car, and skidded out of the garage just like a Bond movie. Nice. You know? Nice. A little bit of charisma pays off, doesn't it? Yep. Moff, what do you got for us, buddy? What's your story? Well, this one was lucky that um, this happened a little bit later after I was already red-pilled, so I was able to. And I already read the book by Joe Navarro, so I was, I was able to kind of see the warning signs very early. But I was on a trip with a handful of guys, uh, more than a handful. Maybe it was about, you know, it was kind of like a men's retreat. Um, it wasn't involved with anything, you know, 1% or, or your community. But uh, we had a moment where, you know, come to the end of the trip, uh, everyone kind of sits around and shares their experiences and what they've got out of the week or the weekend or whatever it might be. And this guy was actually a local, so he didn't much participate in the activities, but he would show up to this. And so we kind of gave him the floor and gave him a couple of minutes. And from his tone, his behavior, his body language, the way he even moved his hands when he spoke, and even kind of like his eyes as they sort of darted around the room, uh, super, super uncomfortable. Uh, I had multiple guys come up to me after the fact that say, hey, look, if this person were to come on another trip again that we were to do, if he's gonna be a part of this, I would not feel physically safe or I would not feel like I would want to be around this person in any sort of environment where guns were involved or anything that would be potentially dangerous. Uh, so you know, there, there are things that you can say, I, I would, I would call that, you know, emotionally unstable. Everything he said was just said with a certain level of vitriol and venom and you could just feel the anger coming off of him. Uh, and it was it, some, some guy, some guy made a joke. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's like he and he was talking a lot about how he was, you know, not great with women and how he had not gotten laid in a long time. And somebody during it actually texted me and said, "This guy's like if Charles Manson was bad with chicks." <laughs> That's kind of what it's like. Um, so you know, we had some conversations with the guy. We kind we sort of said, "Hey, we're gonna kindly ask you not to return to this sort of thing." and uh, it didn't quite get ugly, and that was great. Uh, cooler heads prevailed eventually, but uh, luckily nobody was hurt or nothing really happened. But you could spot the warning signs right away. Yeah. Um, Jaron, you got a, a crazy, da dangerous personality type story? 
I do. I posted about her before. My my BPD chick. I know in uh, the top one percent forum, every now and then the term BPD or like the narcissistic personality disorder comes up, and I've alluded to mine a couple of times. She was a girl. Um, so I'm in Mexico right now. I went to college down here like 15, got 17 years ago. Actually, I'm getting older. And she went to university with me there. And then fast forward whatever many years it was, I was living in California before this in San Diego. So she somehow made it to San Diego too. She reached out to me, tracked me down. So like, hey, you know, you're that guy from the university. We never really knew each other, but started hanging out, started dating um, and immediately the love bombing. Like, oh my God, she'd say things like, you're a Greek God. You're like a statue. And I'm even in my head, I should have known better because I'm like, that's weird. Like no one's ever told me that before. That's something you, it felt nice. Like it feeds your ego. Uh, but in my head, I was like, all right, that's kind of weird. But you know what? The- Let me just stop you there Go for ahead. a sec, because that's a really, really important point. When women act completely unconventional from the norm and they love mm-hmm. bomb you big time, like just pray, like you're a Greek god, like look at you, like you're an Adonis, uh, you're the best sex I ever had. Like, okay, mm-hmm. let's be honest. I mean, we've all heard that at some point, but <laughs> you get I'm the point, right? I'm pretty lazy. Yeah, I know. I was. Yeah, like like <laughs> throwing throwing hardcore praise and admiration. I think that's if I'm not mistaken, that's one of the key uh, signs of somebody with a borderline personality disorder. Yep. And then they tend to go hot to cold. Like, was this a hot cold exchange for you? Yeah, she loved bombed me at first. I'd say probably the first couple of weeks or so. Um, and then it and then it progressively got a little worse. And it, it becomes an addiction because you want to get back to that point. You're like, yeah. all right, like if I just get it's my like behavior a drug, like check, you want to hear it again. It is. Yeah, it's like if, if I just do what it is I need to do, I can keep doing that. But they're really good. They gaslight you too, which they'll say like, oh, the sky's blue. You're like, oh, yeah, it's a beautiful day. The sky's blue. And they're like, what are you talking about? The sky's gray. It's kind of like our mainstream media does now. Uh, Mm-hmm. I, 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 I won't go too much into detail there, but where they'll say things that are obviously not true. And you're like, well, what's going on? Eventually start questioning yourself. Like, am I, am I crazy here? Like what the hell? Um, and then it's it, it slowly degraded. It got worse and worse. Her behavior. Like one day, I think back when I used to clean my own houses, I was like cleaning the bathroom or something. And she bought like a little seashell, like soap holder uh, that we put next to the sink. So I put it down below the sink. So I wanted to clear off the counters and let them dry and not leave water spots or whatever pretty innocuous pretty minor detail she came and flipped out like to the point she like threw her arms out and she's like Jah! and she'd always she always yell my name too she she was a mexican girl so she'd always be like Jaden. and my friends in san diego still make fun of me like if if we show up in public somewhere and i can't quite see them they're like they'll, they'll yell Jaden. and uh, so this chick was th- and i was like all right there's something up with her like it's definitely not me it got worse like we had a skunk in the yard for a while and I was like, oh, well, it's California. We'll call somebody here to come get it. And then uh, after a couple of days, I'm like, hey, Flora, the, 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 that skunk must have left. Let me get you and to the she, point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she told me she told me she murdered the skunk. And at that point, I was like, all right. All right. This girl's nuts. And then she got really into like this was in the Jody area. Hey, thing was going she on. murdered she, a skunk. Oh, she poisoned him. <laughs> Which most most girls don't poison a skunk. Or animals in general. Right. Yeah. Like normally, like they'll let animal control come and get them. This is so the that, this is the kind of chick when you come home. There's a couple of bunnies boiling in your pot, or there's a horse's exactly, head in your bed yeah. when you wake up in the morning. So, Rich, uh, there, needs, so, there needs to be Darren. There needs to be an entire show on your skunk murderer. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I haven't told the story in so long. It is funny thinking about it now. It's ridiculous. Dude, I've heard um, some crazy shit, but not a skunk murderer. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like, what happened to the skunk? She's like, oh, I poisoned him. I'm like, what? <laughs> and 
I thought she was I actually I think I remember back. I think she was full of crap. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like Animal Patrol must have came and gotten them. Um and then eventually the Jody Arias thing was going on. That was like the big cultural talk, kind of like this Amber Heard thing to bring it all home. And then she started getting really, really into that. Eventually, at one point, my passport disappeared. And then I started getting like the heebie-jeebies. She, <laughs> she started telling me like, oh, things like, you don't know who I know. And if you don't treat me right, you know, my oh, cousins yeah. are going to come get so, you. And I'm like, all right, so we're done. We're how done. many months or weeks in was that? Like, like how long did you date this one for? It didn't take too long. <laughs> it was like three or four months. Like it started off real good. And then it went downhill pretty quick. Let but... me... Let me share a couple stories. So very, very short dating experience with this chick. Saw her like two or three times tops. I mean, like the only reason why I kept seeing her after I found out she was crazy was because she's hot. I'm like, you know, let's just keep going. We'll see where this goes, right? Let's see how crazy this bitch really is. She, <laughs> on, the, on the very first date that I met her, a couple coffees, go for a stroll, shoot, you know, shoot the shit. And she goes, have you ever been in the back of a cop car? And I'm like, that's a totally random question to ask somebody on a first date for out of no fucking where, right? And I was like, wait, have you ever been in the back of a cop car? And that's when she started spilling the beans, right? On her little past history with her ex-boyfriend. What, they were the a woman fight, does, right? They were like fist fighting, weren't they? Like, well, what a woman does in her past is generally going to happen, you know, in the future, right? And, she'll and, bring it out of you, even if you're not a violent guy. Yeah, like, I started and, getting those urges, like, like when start, I wanted to, like, hang yeah. on a sec. So she started telling the story about how you know she ended up in the back of a cop car because she went to go to her boyfriend's house and he didn't want her to come in, so he locked the door, and then she proceeded to pick up like. He had firewood stacked at the side of his house. So she'd pick up like a log and start whipping it at the door. A couple of them went through the window. So it shattered the front glass of the house. He calls the cops. She's in the back of the cop car. This chick proceeded to blow up my phone for like two days after that. Okay. Like, the, like red flags. The random uh, dude that's like on the Reddit thing going, my girlfriend's going to Vegas and talking to guys and texting them. Is everything okay? Like that nerd that's that's a typical guy that'll just completely ignore that and they'll accept the fact that you know he's with a complete nightmare and he's going to invite more problems and chaos into his life all you have to do is get good at finding spotting that and you have a much better experience with women am i not correct here guys or am i wrong i mean tell me if i'm wrong no that book that book you recommended rich was it's it was a big eye opener for me and it allowed me to call girls that i would not have called or cut out like um, I think I told Moff the story. I, I hooked up with a former fitness instructor like 22 years ago in New York, and we, we circled back and we got in touch with each other. You guys know what I like—the banter that I do—and I sent her the picture of you guys have seen me in Miami dressed like you know a, a Cuban drug dealer or something. I, you know, I went over the top, but you know, it, it's 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 a cool pick, and I sent her that. And what this girl now was texting me for like a week, two weeks. You know, we were flirting, we were doing all this stuff, and back and forth. And we were supposed to meet on a Friday um, at a winery. And this was a Wednesday, and we started texting back and forth, and I sent her that picture. And within two or three texts, she spiraled into projecting every type of crazy personality onto me that I was a narcissist, I was a control freak, I was a what? And in the past, if I hadn't become part of this group or become aware I would have tried to go, oh, no, no, I'm this, I'm that. And I would have apologized my way out of it. Instead, yeah. I just went, block, delete, gone. Yep. Simple, guys. It's very, very simple. As soon as you identify a dangerous check, you move on. The only guys that tolerate it are those with little to no options. 
When you have more options, when your SMV is higher, when you're a higher value guy, you're going to throw away nightmares and not invite them into your life to create the chaos that they that they will inevitably bring. It's going to happen, okay, dude? You're talking to a chick and she's like, you ever been in the back of a cop car? And she's like, well, I have, and here's why. It's like, okay, you know right then and there. It's like, no, no more date, like maybe... If you want to go to a, a crazy place, go to Friends with Benefits, but at, like nothing more. That's it. Distance, distance, lots of it too. Um, and one thing to note on that is um, as you get better at your game, like I've stepped back and noticed that these types of girls don't even come onto my radar anymore. So it could be a thing of like me projecting a part of me that pushes them away, or I think it's more so they. It's kind of like any sort of victimizer or criminal or anything. They go after an easy target, like the house that's unlocked and there's no mm -hmm. guard dogs and lights are on, like inviting them to come in. Like, I think guys do a lot of the same thing, especially when you're in like a, like a down phase in your life or you're maybe not where you want to be. Um, you make yourself a mark, whereas now um, I've noticed that those types of personalities don't even really come onto my radar. Every now and then, like if it's like a quick hookup or something, something in my head would be like, oh, there's something off of this girl, but if I'm not going to see her again, like it never gets to that point anymore. And yeah, those if you're types finding of girls, wildlife again, dead around. in your backyard, there's something going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a red flag, guys. That's, that's a red flag. Uh, I got a few people piling in the uh, green room to hop on the show live and ask a question. If you want to call in on tonight's show and ask a question. The link is dropped in the live chat on YouTube only. So head over there and watch live, which is what you really should be doing. I mean, why would you watch it on Twitter? Um, and it's pinned at the top. Um, I got to quickly click a banner here. Where's my brand? There it is. And uh, pay some bills. I'm going to run an ad for about two minutes and then we'll start taking some call-ins. So uh, let's do this. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line, Grondike Soap Company, and Chad's Face Scrub. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha supplement line. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients and unlike cheap supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine-disrupting plastics in your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is an easily digested bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by their various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or just use coupon code ALPHA10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Men, I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine-lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Gentlemen, my go-to face scrub to keep this manly face clean and clear is Chad's. Again, it's incredibly important to me to only use products with all natural ingredients without nasty chemicals that disrupt male hormone levels or convert to estrogen in your body. And unlike watery scrubs that slip between your fingers, this thick face scrub with black lava sand gives you powerful results in one go. Visit getchads.com and you'll be redirected to the Amazon store 
you'll get 10% off when you use coupon code GETCHADS10. You can find all the links I've just mentioned pinned below in the top YouTube comment. If you want to learn more about why I endorse these natural products to my audience, search on my YouTube channel for an episode I did with Dr. Anthony J titled, Playing to Win Number 21, How Estrogenics Make You Fat, Sick, and Infertile with Dr. Anthony J. Let's get on with the show. All right. Well, we have some people in the waiting area. So if you are waiting to hop on the show, uh, just in the private chat, let me know what it is you want to talk about so I can kind of sort through them quicker. And uh, we'll get started. I think Igor has been waiting a little bit longer than the others. So let's see what he's got for us. What's, oh, Igor's not wearing any clothes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I'm actually in the bed, but it doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, I just wanted to share something I came up really today. So uh, anyhow, uh, the thing that matters with women with women is uh, uh, the thing how you feel about yourself. So if you feel like uh, you're the rock star, it doesn't uh, it doesn't matter what were your accomplishments. Uh, it doesn't um, matter what they mean in the world. It only matters what they mean to you. So if uh, you feel like a rock star for yourself, uh, then uh, you will uh, be felt by women like a rock star accordingly. It explains a lot of things. Well, uh, okay, so let me just stop you for a sec. Because, I mean, you're talking okay. about, like, act as if, okay? And uh, no, no. Uh, the thing is that I'm not talking about act as if. I'm talking about, like, you really feel about yourself. No, no. So you're... if you genuinely feel... Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And I've heard you say that and I just want to respond. So what you're basically saying is act as if you're a rock star, right? No, no. I'm saying like you you, you have to accomplish uh, something that makes you feel like a rock star. Like you genuinely feel like a rock star. You can't fool this. You, yeah, you can't feel... fool anybody. Okay, good. I just want to make sure that that's Get clear me? because you can't feel like you're a rock star. You actually have to be. It's... Like it's the whole yeah. act as if thing, right? You know, like if you walk around and act as if you've got like, you know, all kinds of money in your pocket, you're going to have some swagger with you sort of thing, right? You got a 12 inch dong, you got some swagger with your walk sort of thing, right? That's, you know, that's the act as if sort of stuff, but you actually have to have, you know, the firepower to back it up because acting will only get you so far. It might get you a date. It might get you like a cold approach that'll go well. But the problem is like, guys, like, I want to get get your opinion on this, but it's but it's very very common now. Like we see these guys, it's like you know I'm stuck, I can't get the girls. What do I do? You know, it's like okay, well, how about starting by losing like forty or fifty pounds? You know, maybe we can start with that. How about starting with actually like having some interesting hobbies and being and being captivating? You know, like having some charisma about you. Like I don't know. I'll shut up now, and I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Nobody's got anything. <laughs> no, I no, I, I, I agree with what, what Igor is saying. If you like, as Jaron said, Jaron, you, you know, used to be uh, out of shape before. Once you get back into shape, it becomes kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You become yeah. a better guy when you work on yourself. And the more successful you are, the less need you have, the more the higher quality of people you will attract into your life. And you will the same will be with, with ladies. You, you, you'll attract less as Jaron said, less ladies who are marking you as an easy mark, they'll be like, oh, I'm, you know, that, that guy's got swagger, he's got confidence, he's obviously got a lot going on in the background of his life, 
I'm not going to be able to hook him or get him. And I, I agree with Igor. It's, it's if you if you are walking the walk and and talking the talk, you'll eliminate a lot of this out of your life. Makes sense. All right, thanks for hopping in, Igor. Um, we got uh, Matt, JMB, Axel. We got a few guys following in. I think Axel I've seen before. Uh, again, if you want to like call in live in the show, guys, and ask a question, the link is pinned at the top of YouTube in the uh, live chat, just this top chat up there. All right, let's see what Matt's got for us here for tonight. What's up, buddy? Hey, um, so I'm still pretty fresh out of a longer-term relationship, and uh, it was actually you had given me the advice to get out of it a couple months ago, and... Um, doing the work on myself, have options, um, but I want to make sure I cement the abundance or spin plates mindset rather than the one-itis thing because I know I'm susceptible to that because of conditioning and whatnot, and if you guys had any tips on that, it'd be what, great. What's um, happened on the last call? Like, what did you call in for? You said you had a bad relationship? Um, I was doing... I uh, vaguely remember. Yeah, I was in a distance thing, and you... A long distance relationship. Yes. That was, okay. That was All right. Okay. So you moved away from that. And, and your question now is how do you avoid one-itis or? How do I just get rid of that mindset? Because I know it's conditioned. It's a scarcity and, mindset. Know. So, I mean, usually the reason why people have one-itis or an unhealthy attachment to one chick is one, they're not spinning plates. They're just dating one chick. Okay. Mm -hmm. Two, they don't have a very high opinion of themselves. Either, they're, either their SMV isn't at its peak or it's not high enough towards its peak that you feel confident. Right. Because you know what you're worth as a guy. I mean, you get up in the morning, you look in the shower, you, you know, you look in the mirror, you look at your bank account, you look at what you drive, you know, you look at your social media following and, it, it, you know, who's all engaging. Like, you know what your worth is, right? So those are the main contributing factors. So if you can fix those by having a more abundance lifestyle, a bunch of women, you know, you max out your SMV, have some confidence about yourself, you're not going to tolerate, let's, hey, Matt, let's do a long distance relationship. You're going to be like, Nope. Um, I'm good. You know, if you want to come visit and we can hang out, then, you know, I'll do that, but I'm not going to be in a relationship with you. Right. Cause you've got other options. Cause your SMV is higher. Cause you're more confident sort of thing. You guys try man. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention something on the abundance mindset. Cause kind of like we were talking earlier, there's the whole fake it until you make it type mentality, which I agree if you have like nowhere else to go, but once you're already kind of getting things together, you should probably drop the whole fake it or make it moniker and actually just be that person. So the abundance mindset, it applies in all areas of your life. Uh, when you start having abundance in one area, it often spills over into other areas too. But as far as the girl things, really you just got to get out there. Um, Rich has mentioned many times, it's a skill set you need to develop. And then as soon as you start getting some wins, and it, it might take a bit to get going. First, you might get some matches, then you'll get some numbers, then you'll get dates set, then you'll get girls to actually show up on dates and not flake. Then you got girls to be pleasant on dates, then you'll pull to the house and then you get all that together, like all the different steps in the process. And then you start streamlining it. And eventually you're just like, all right, I got this down. And like Rich mentioned, little things that come up, like I'll get a text message. And, and uh, well, I was in New York last weekend too. A lot of girls will say in their profile, if you live more than like five miles away, don't bother because it's going to be a, it's going to be a hundred dollar Uber each way. And I kind of do the same thing. Like you learn how to qualify these girls and disqualify them as fast as possible. But for the abundance mindset, you have to realize like literally there's so many girls out there and there's so many guys that aren't playing the game or they've taken themselves out of the game. And uh, as Rich was mentioned to the last caller, you know, you got to kind of look around and, and, and assess yourself. I like I wake up in the morning, I look in the mirror, you know, I try to have a good conversation myself. But and, so, and sometimes we're harder on ourselves than anyone else externally is. But then and I walk to the air. Be. You have to then be. I, 
Yeah. yeah, but then I walk through the airport and I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like I, I, <laughs> I have got it going on. Like I, I'm all right. Because um, yeah, because so, you know, I, I get hard on myself sometimes too. But going yeah, your on, environment going, going matters, on a flight, right? You're like, Ooh. absolutely. Matt, how old are you, dude? Twenty-one. Oh, dude. And you know, you keep in mind so he was in a long-distance relationship for a good amount of time with that too. Well, no, I don't mean like I don't mean like you need to be out there. You should be having a, a hundred woman harem, you know, throwing your dick and everything. But it's you got time, right? Like you got so much time, dude. Like building up your SMV, going and learning about it. Yeah, it's I don't even like the term abundance mindset because it's it's not something that comes through sheer will or sheer you know thinking differently. It comes through experience. You know, confidence is derived from competence. So once you put up some wins and you stack some things together, and the thing is, the great thing about success is that it grows exponentially. So, you know, when you start getting smaller wins, they get bigger and bigger and bigger and more frequent. Um, so, you know, it, it's something that you're never going to completely override blue pill conditioning, right? Because it's because we get blue pill conditioned when we're at our youngest and when our brains are most like sponges and we're never going to completely unlearn those behaviors. But eventually, you know, you put enough reps in and you put enough time in and you have enough success and enough wins. It's very, very easy to sort of quell any sort of you know, desires to want to slide back into any sort of one itis or anything like that. But also, you know, think about the stories that you tell yourself and the things that you um, sort of manifest in your day to day life. It's like, oh, well, like I got to get past this one itis versus I don't have one itis. You know, I said something to Irishman a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, it was like, I'm never going to have one itis for a girl ever again because I know what I know now and I have enough success mm -hmm. and I, you know, knocked down enough where I'm, I'm going to be fine no matter what happens. Um, and that's something that is just a complete honest assessment of where I am in my life. So um, be, be conscious of all of those, but also be aware of like where you are in your journey and like how you're just starting out. Let me just add something else to that too, because I was just punching some numbers in my calculator. So you said you're 21, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a Do you have a plan to make your first million by the time you're 30? Um. Yeah, I work for my family's not for profit, and I'm going to I'm working on scaling scaling it up with them right now. Okay. Um, to try and get it to a really efficient place. How's that going for you? Uh, it's going really well. Um, How much money did you make last year? I I'm graduating college this year. I'm working part time while I'm in college. Okay. So, so I mean, it's not going really well then. Right. Like you like you have an idea, you have a plan, but you're not actually starting to accumulate the wealth. So the point right. that I'm just making here, though, is that you're putting a lot of like an awful lot of bandwidth in like, how do I get the girls and keep the girls and, you know, not fall into the bad habits that I had before. But, you know, with some quick calculations, you need to make three hundred and four dollars and forty four cents a day to have a million dollars by the time you're 30. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot more useful use of your time, resources, and energy to try to figure out than getting the girls, right? I'm not saying don't figure out the girl part, right? Like do it, obviously. But there's more important questions out there to ask yourself because as you get older and as you deal with more women and you see what they're made of and, you know, like you just grasp an understanding, you just become less impressed with them and they're not that special and you don't pedestal, you know, pedestalize them. And I'm not saying it's, you know, like women aren't useful. Like women can be useful in a man's life, right? obviously fucking clear. I mean, clear as day. people know that watching this, but they also know that, you know, it's an awful, uh, use of your time to spend so much of your brain power asking questions like that when there's better things that you could be doing with that. You see what I'm saying though, right? 
Yeah, I do. Yeah, I actually started um, MMA uh, recently, and I've been cool. putting a lot of time into that. So that's yeah, cool. do that. You know, work on your combat skills. Women love a man that can be lethal, right? Have you ever have you ever competed? Uh, no, no, I'm pretty new to it still. Uh, okay. like a month in or so. So yeah, well, you know, get yourself to a point where you find a discipline that you like, and then find something that you now want to compete in. And then get beat up and get punched in the face and start to learn some other skills, right? Yeah, your face doesn't look like it's been punched. <laughs> well, it's been it, punched by a girl, you know, like yeah. this, you know, like that, you know, down here and down here sort of thing, right? But you know, the face could always do with a slap every once in a while from another man that you know slaps some sense in you. Hey, Matt, I've got a, emotional. I've got a quick takeaway too. So remember, if because it, it, it is natural, you will get those blue pill tendencies. I still get them every now and then. I know what they are. They'll linger oh, yeah. for a day or two, and then it's just a fleeting emotion. The minute you get another girl in the rotation, or you get a win, or like I'm really into like Mexican redheads now because that they're rare, and that's something I haven't had before. So when I get one, I'm like, oh yeah, like you know, I'm a shit again. Um, but yeah. in your case, like remember when you get that one nidus, remember that you've already had that girl before, and that was a girl you're able to get when you got her. So this said six months ago, a year ago, year and a half ago. You should be improving your SMB. So. At any time, like in this moment, I am the worst I am going to be for the rest of my life. Like I'm always improving my SMV, at least I'm trying to. And girls usually don't do much in, at anything at all in terms of self-improvement. And we know like based on really, they just have to maintain their beauty. And a lot of times their SMV is going down. So that gap is going to widen a lot more as you get older. So just remind yourself that that you're, 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 an, um, you're an appreciating asset and she is a deep depreciating asset and you're able to get a girl like her before and you should be able to get a girl better at all times and the more the more you get more reps and more wins you'll realize the girls you get are higher quality they're easier to get and they're easier to rain uh, maintain and retain and then they're and then you just have a much higher quality relationship so just good just keep that in mind all right man so sum it up chase excellence not women thanks for hopping in bro all right, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, again, guys, the, the uh, pin to join in and ask a live question is on the live chat. You can click it. Um, we'll be on for another 45 or so. Uh, we got a Michelle in the house. What we got for us tonight, Michelle? Oh, Michelle got stage fright. Well, she was one of those Mexican red-headed skunks that Jaren's been chasing. She took off. Was, was Michelle her name? Was she the one that killed the skunk, Jaren? No, no. No, no, not at all. Yeah, I'll, I'll let the real name slip. But who knows? It, it, it could have been any name. Like, this girl was, I think, really nuts. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. Michelle's back. Let's let's try her again. Hi there. Hi. How are you guys? Good. What can we do for you tonight? Uh, no, I just, um, I would like to just interject a little bit of a woman's perspective onto Jaren oh, okay. and let's hear it. this 21-year-old. You know, um, instead of being so... Uh, I know most women can be superficial and we have a little bit of crazy in us, but there are some women out there that when they find a man and they love him, they will support him and they will help him to make those millions. And so listening to this 21 year old, I'm 47. So I, I've been married. We have two children and my, I love my husband and you know, I'm, is it easy all the time? No, but behind are every you, great man you, is a great woman. Are you so in what ways that, do you support him? Yeah, like I'm like I'm just confused. Like what are, we, what are we talking about? Yeah. Well, I just heard, you know, I, I'm just hearing you guys kind of chat about 
women and your your guys' success and Jaren was sort of a little bit um I don't know, there's just all this testosterone and I totally respect this channel. I just found it. I'm I'm super impressed with some of the comments and just learning about um So let me ask you this question, Michelle. Is it not prudent of a man to uh vet a woman that he's going to invite into his life and if he oh. discovers that she's crazy not to do that? Oh no, absolutely, one hundred percent. Right. So one hundred percent. So at what point do you do you like not see that? Because I'm not not totally clear on what your statement is here or, or what the advice is exactly. I would just say, uh, I guess my statement and uh, my advice to young men that are are coming into your show and listening to that. Mm -hmm. um, There's some genuine women out there. Yeah, There's so, some genuine women that want to be supportive and want to find the right man so to support. So speak to the men out there and, and give them some advice on how to find these genuine women. Don't put up with women's bullshit. Okay. Definitely agree with that. What else? Find who has integrity and who doesn't. How do you identify? So integrity and women are two things that don't generally go together very well in our experience. No, they don't. Right, because and so women I'm are only as loyal as their options, generally speaking. And this is where you try to use your discernment mm -hmm. to figure that out, right? Mm -hmm. Like you guys, I feel like you know, women these days, especially, and I'm 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 a little bit of an older generation, and I'm listening to these conversations, and I'm just I'm talking to you guys as younger men who are coming in, and there's a lot of bullshit out there. Mm -hmm. Some of these women are fucking crazy. Yep. Okay. You need to learn how to, and I'm not. Do you have any kids, Michelle? I think you said you have two, right? Yes, I do. I have two girls. Okay. So let me ask this question. If one of your girls brought home a guy that killed like, I don't know, a skunk or a, a cat or something like that in his backyard and she told you about it, like, what would you think of that? Would you be like, oh yeah, you should marry him? Or would you tell her to get rid of the guy? No, I'd be like, why didn't you do it yourself? <laughs> okay, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so, now, I'm just so now we know what we're dealing with. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, I'm... I, I guess I'm a different breed because, you know, I'm... I've studied martial arts. I have my second degree in Taekwondo. My girls are in Jiu-Jitsu right now. Sorry, we're in, under construction in our house right like now, so I apologize. Yeah, yeah mm. it's a total new construction. But um, I love listening to these chats, and I just, they're so, I feel like there's so much to muddle through with trying to find out, you know, you guys, like some See, of you, you. Here's the thing, Michelle. This is, what, this is what I advise guys to do, is to take their time, cool their jets, figure yeah. out what she's made of, you know, see what happens when stress gets applied to her in the relationship yep. when you're dealing with her over a longer term basis. Is she a good person? Does she support your mission? You know, if you need things done, is she useful? You know, things like that, right? Like that's generally what 
you tend to start with. And then you stay away from red flags like she has daddy issues. She's a feminist. She's unhappy and unlucky all the time. She competes with you. <laughs> she keeps men from her past around. I can keep going. She's violent, extreme jealousy. She likes to party with her girlfriends in Las Vegas over the weekends consistently, covered in tattoos and piercings. Big notch counts. Been with lots of guys. Single mommy with multiple kids from different daddies. You know, you know I keep going down the list. There's a lot of stuff that I tell guys to vet for, but I, like, I understand you're newer to the channel. I'm sorry. I just needed. Uh, okay, so I'm probably coming in when you guys aren't. I'm probably way off task here, so I apologize for taking That's up the okay. time. I just, as a as a mom and an older mom, I didn't become a mom until I was older, and you know, yeah, I've been married in the past, and you know, I just. Are you still married today? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah, and I love him dearly. We've been. Yeah, we have our two kids together, and we own a business. We we do a business together. We wonderful. We work together. Is it easy all the time? No, but um, I love him and I love my children. And so I make it work, you know? And if a Sounds woman like can't do that for you, me. then piss off, you know? Don't <laughs> okay. waste your time. Do not waste your time. So, you go, I have a quick question. How'd you find the channel? Like, what, what brought you here? What search term were you looking for? <laughs> or did you just stumble across it? People don't like to reveal uh, that. It's usually uh -oh. kept a secret. Oh my bad! I didn't mean to call you out. You Man. called me by first name though, so I, I I owe it to you. It's a it's it's a friendly dig though. No, not even a dig. no, no, not at all. I totally respect that. I can hold my own, and I I take full responsibility for my own self and my own constitution. So I'm good. So, um, no, I just he he had a couple of things. It was um actually about economics was mostly the primary primary reason like within the last six weeks, and but. Um, I've really enjoyed just hearing his commentary and the channel and just hearing these young men and men like you like come in and what's your opinions about women and what you hear. And I've just, I've learned a lot, you know, as a, a, a mid middle aged woman with children. And um, it's been a great, it's actually been quite refreshing. I've actually really enjoyed it. Um, do I like, do I agree with everything? No, but there's a lot of, I've dealt with women in my life. I my keep I keep my circle my circle of friends very small because Michelle, women. The the yes. best people at spotting crazy women are other women. Okay, and you know at least five chicks that if a male you know was going to go out with them, you would run up to them and go, "Stay away from her. Stay well away from her." Yep. That's one hundred percent. Fifty Shades. All right, Michelle. Thanks for yep. joining us tonight. I appreciate. Well, that was interesting insight. Uh, Sperling says, sit down, Michelle. The boy's got this. <laughs> um, no, I, no, honestly, like I want to encourage anybody and everyone to call in, right? Dude, lady, young, old, bring it, you know. Um, I'm okay. Like if there's something that you disagree with that you'd like to talk about because you think you have a better solution, I want to hear it. I mean... I've heard a lot of criticism from people, but not many people will actually call in in the show and be like, hey man, uh, I've heard you say this and I think I have a better solution. I like those too. Uh, let's see what else we got here in the green room. Uh, Trey, uh, Trey's been sitting around for a bit. Let me pull in Trey. How you doing, bud? Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, Good evening, sir. Honor, uh, Rich, thanks for, uh, for accepting. Um, anyways, let me dive right into it. So gentlemen, um, I, I broke up with my ex uh, about a month ago, and she has exhibited many of the, I'm going to say like 17 of the red flags 
And then I, over the time, I was like, God, this chick is, this ain't the one. So I finally listened to myself and I, and I left the situation. But so recently her mom passed away and I was like, damn. Like, so there's this part of me that's like, yo, you should reach out to her and try to help her out. But I've tried to help her out in the past. And like, okay, you know, okay, stop, 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 stop. Because I mean, you're talking about playing Captain save with a chick that's got 17 red flags. <laughs> Straight up, yeah. How yeah. long? How long did you date this one for? I dated this girl for three years. And like, when did the red flag start to show up? Was it month one? Was it a you know month thirty six? Uh, when I look back on it, I'm gonna say like six, seven months. And my ass was like, I had this picture of this girl in my head, and I just kept hoping. You're fully invested though at that point. Yeah, your boyfriend, was, girlfriend, you're gonna be together forever and ever until kingdom come. Blah blah blah, right? Yeah, I've recently tried to break out of this nice guy shit, and uh, yeah, have and you it's been read working. No more, Mister Nice Guy. Excuse me. Have you read No More, Mister Nice Guy? I have. I have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you know all about the covert contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I was playing that game, and I was like, God, this dude is reading me like a book. Like, they explained yeah. me to a T. So, you have to you have to connect with a little bit of your inner asshole, you know. To what amount is you know up to you, but there's a little dial within every guy, you know. That at some point somebody somewhere, or it usually comes from women. He's such an asshole. I hate him. Right? It's like okay, m maybe the dial needs to go up a little bit more because you need to hear that a little bit more often, or maybe you've never heard it in your life. You need to crank it right up, right? But there's a part of you that's like too nice and too accommodating. It's like you know, I want to I want to go and serve this chick that was a nightmare in my life for three years to go to some funeral of somebody that's not even in your family yeah yeah that's true right so why do you like to torture yourself let's start with that question oh man um that's what i'm trying to pivot away from now sir uh you know learn behavior from the past uh and look family family dynamic i'm really starting to see it all and i'm like yo I mean, like, we just had that lady on, Michelle, and she's like, don't deal with crazy, right? She's got daughters. I mean, hopefully she tells her daughters, you know, don't be crazy. <laughs> and um, I, found, I found her content about uh, around six months ago, and then that's when I started. Uh, I was like, whoa. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, this is this is explaining yeah. her to a T as well, so. Yeah, a lot of people have that reaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just look, dude, just accept it, surrender to it. This is female nature. There's some good ones and there's some bad ones. And, you know, as you go about your life and you're chasing excellence and you engage with women, you're, you just have to get good at spotting the ones that are going to be, you know, dangerous in your life. It's the same thing with dudes. Like, you know, if you had a guy in your life that would continuously borrow money, show up late, uh, make a mess of your bathroom when he's over and he just pisses and shits everywhere, like just a total train wreck, would you keep inviting this guy into your house? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> right, but as soon as a girl looks pretty and smells nice and she touches your pee-pee, all of a sudden you forget about all those red flags. Standards, man. It's just, you know, it's just raise your standards with women, right? Like hold yourself to higher standards. Expect more out of them. Yes, sir. And you and know, crazy, like, I went out, I went, I was saving, saving this chick all this time, and then I finally mm. ended things. Um, she completely, it was like the last part, it was like, yo, she said all this shit about me, and I was like, Damn. Damn, for real? Is that what we is that what you got from this relationship? Got mm -hmm. you. 
So, but that soft spot was like, damn, her mom just died. I was cool with her. I thought she was, and that was the part that's me like, maybe I need to go, not go back to her. What are the words, Trey, what are the words that come after complicate life? Uh, don't do it. <laughs> no. You haven't you haven't watched enough of my videos or read my book then. Complicate life, justify why. This is what men love to do with their lives. Right? It's like I'll see a box, it'll say red flags on it. I'll look in the box, I'll see a whole bunch of red flags in it, but I'm gonna date it for six months anyway. Even mm. though you know what you're getting into. Right? Yes, That's what men love to do. Complicate life, justify why. Ask yourself when you're doing things, especially with women, is this gonna unnecessarily complicate my life? All right. Gotcha. All right, brother. I'm going to let you go because a little bit of background noise. All right. I got a little bit noisy there after a bit, so I figured I'd just wrap that one up. Hey, Rich, I was going to say, like, not just that guy in specific, but a lot of guys that come in here, I think there's a recurring theme that they put, God, I'm going to sound like 40-year-old virgin here, but they put the P on the pedestal. Like, it, you need to be thinking at all times, if you remove the bedroom play from the situation, mm. what am I dealing with here? Because 99.9% .9 of the time, unless you're like, I mean, unless you guys are really into it, you're going to be spending time with her, but you're not going to be like in the penetrative act itself. So like what else does she bring to the table? And ask that question about yourself too. And a mm -hmm. lot of times I have girls that try to come into the rotation. Like I'll ask them, I'm like, Hey, like, you know, once this is said and done, like what, what else is there here? Um, and I, I tell them off when we go on his show, uh, for example, like the one after this one that, uh, a lot of these girls think that they can lead with the bedroom intimacy and then that's all they have to do. Like they just show up and offer you that and then that's it. And for guys like us, we know better in this community, especially that yeah. that's not going to cut it like that. That's your door fee. That gets you into the club. The, like the, now, now you need to show up. Yeah. There's not a lot of value, you know, to, in today's world when it comes to like intimacy because women give it away so freely to so many people, right? Like it's very rare for even young guys today in their twenties to come across a woman, you know, also in her 20s, that's a virgin that hasn't been around a whole bunch of guys, right? So like a woman just saying, well, I'm going to give you sex. Like, okay, cool. Like, so will Becky and Nancy. Like, why are you special, right? Just saying. Um, did you guys want to add anything else to that uh, Troy guy that was just on? Because I, I take him out because the background noise, it was too much. It's just mental point of origin. It, it's like, you know, it sounds like it's coming from this desire to reach out or to comfort it's dude it's not your circus she's not your monkey anymore you don't work for that chick anymore right yeah. so you still have this some some in some way now we all have that as men like we have we have a sense of duty to protect and take care of the baby maker right but it's like you've got to just get past that like how is that going to benefit you in one way what is what's the best possible outcome that's going to come out of that and is that actually realistic Right. Like what's going to happen? She's just going to get back in love with you or you every and then she's going to wake up and realize that you were the best thing that ever happened to her. And now she's fixed and she has no red flags anymore. Mm -hmm. Probably pretty unlikely. So just, just keep it moving. Move on. dude. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, there's nothing else to add to that, really. Um, I got a I got one of the 10 percenters over here for you, buddy. So I'll bring in Dominic for you. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, man? Hey, so no, I got a pretty interesting story from back when I was in middle school, about time I was in seventh grade, about 14. There was uh, this girl I knew, and she was in one of my classes, and she actually played Xbox with us and knew some of our other friends. And when we uh, one, one night, she uh, sent out this 
message on Xbox Live to like all of her friends saying basically all doom and gloom, saying basically sounding like she was going to kill herself. And being even at 14, I was uh, smart enough to see a red flag. And I called my dad over and he's like, and I was like, what do you make of this? And he was like, yep, this seems like a bad situation. You shouldn't really talk to this person. And fast forward about, I'd say about two months uh, down the road, um, this girl, she, um, I found out she liked me. Mm -hmm. So this kind of leads into, I, and when finding this out, I was just like, hey, this is going to be kind of cool. I'll have a girlfriend, seventh grade, whatever. Kind of silly. I look back on it now. But this is where I start to like complicate my life and justify why. I uh, proceed to like try and convince my dad after showing him that message, uh, saying like, oh, she's getting therapy. Everything will work out. <laughs> and and yeah, and I, I unfortunately got really devoted into it, even though I really didn't have anything like I didn't wasn't like crazy into this girl or whatever. It's seventh grade. So then leading up to that, uh, my dad basically just metaphorically smacked me upside the head one day, sits me down and is like, I don't, I don't mind you having a girlfriend, but how can you expect someone who can't take care of herself to take care of you? You know what, man? You actually have a great father. Yeah, no, I know. Yep. You guys would get along very well. And, uh, and speaking, uh, with that, I, um, after he basically essentially just sat me down that day, that basically just kind of told me like I shouldn't invite crazy into my life. And when he, um, which we'll call it, um, sorry, I'm getting off top. I wrote some stuff. Oh yeah. I had my basically alpha moment and I basically told her like texted her like, Hey, my dad says you're crazy. I can't talk to you anymore. See ya. And <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, and, awesome. uh, and that was just such a, and I look back on it. It's so <clears> silly. <throat> And uh, but I have truly applied that situation to so many parts of my life that mm -hmm. it's like I now kind of judge people if they're like like with like going after someone who's like suicidal or whatever. Like, hey, we have all of our problems, but there's other people who can solve those problems. And mm -hmm. it's just it, it's amazing how I've been able to take what you say, like from your book and red flags, like I was doing that way before I even knew who the heck you were. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is just probably the most the first time in the story that stands out most in my life that um, just like it's like, hey, I'm not I, I can't invite these weird people in my life. Because just imagine mm -hmm. like if I, and I specifically remember saying to myself, like, while trying to get with this girl like we and for note, we didn't really date or anything. It was just like a thing over text, a couple of seventh graders doing whatever You're and video games, your video game buddies. Um, it was like Call of Duty, uh, okay. like first person shooters. But yeah, yeah. she uh, later on down the road, she turned into quite the crazy person. So I'm glad I'm not around yes. that anymore. But and kind of going off of that, like, like I was saying, I use this uh, story with other things is like I had a friend in junior year of high school, or maybe junior senior year, he was 18. And this story is like even the red flag in and of itself that he was a senior going after a 15 year old eighth grader and that was just in my opinion that's a big red flag just because you could get put on some i guess list and i i was like this guy was just making all these decisions i made back then and i was like there's there's gonna be no saving this guy at a certain point but yeah so basically just saying that this story has 
allowed me to assess other people's situations very well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was just mostly a share. Um, I uh, look forward to getting in the stereo show. I got maybe another story if you guys are willing to hear it. All right. So um, uh, save that for the stereo show then. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Thanks, Tom. Good one. Good one. Um, Yeah. And Moff will be on afterwards on the stereo app. Uh, You just search for Moff on the stereo app and you'll find it. yeah, like you're gonna have to be cold, guys. Like I hate to say it, but you have to develop a little bit of frigidity in your um, in your blood when dealing with shit like this. Um, show of hands, guys. Like on the screen, have you ever had a girl call you and tell you that she was going to take permanent steps to a temporary problem in her life? Yes. Yeah. All right. So happens well, to all, happens to all of us, right? And it's like, okay, well, like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna play Captain Save a Ho and swoop in on that one? Like what are your options with it sort of thing? And it's like, do you really want to get like dragged in this vortex of like bullshit? Because again, red flag number three, unhappy, unlucky, Uh, basically law 10 from 48 laws of power. Why would you want to invite these people in your life? Like don't, again, it's cold to say it, but don't let other people make their problems your problems. And if you can adopt that and you can get, cold a little bit cold i promise you your life will improve you're gonna have more time for real shit and less time on bullshit just being honest so from a father point of view uh the kid there dominic just reminded me um yeah my son was in the shower this week and he was playing you know he's playing biggie smalls up real loud and the song and old thing back Mm. and i was i was delighted and he came out and i said what does biggie say my son just says i don't chase him i replace him (laughs) i said that you remember that yeah. But if you want to hear another red flag story that's up there with Brand or up there with Jaren's, um, back around 03, 04, um, I was dating, I was dating a girl and just ignoring red flags one after the other. And I don't know if you remember, but there was down in Texas, there was a mother and she drowned five of her children systematically in the bathtub one after the other. Andrea Yates, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Andrea Yates. And I can remember, like, I, I remember being genuinely upset by this and been in the apartment with her and going, you know, I'm so glad she's in Texas. I hope they give her the chair. I will never forget this girl turned around and said, excuse me, do you know how many drugs she was on and forced to go on by her husband and she had an abusive husband? And I just remember really? going in my head, I just remember going in my head, this girl is standing up for the drowning of five children. And I just remember going, I will, I'm never having any with her. Here's this, here's a piece of shit right over here. I don't care what drugs you were on. Unacceptable, it, man. It, it was just an eye opener to me that she actually like was in defense. Like that's where this Uber feminism comes. Like it was, it was girls or feminism Uber allies that mm-hmm. it didn't matter. She killed five children. This girl was, you know, her husband was abusive and yeah, she was, she was barefoot and pregnant. That's why when somebody said earlier, I don't know, somebody brought up the notion of accountability in women. And I'm like, okay, do you understand that women are rarely held accountable for things that they do? Like, even in that scenario, it's like, you know, the husband's fault. (laughs) She drowns him, husband's fault, right? Anyway, um, let's get to some more of the callers. Uh, We've got about 20 minutes left. Let's see who we got here. We got a... uh, We got an Anastasia. We got another lady in the house. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hi. Hi. You're okay, on. You have a question for because, us? Uh, I just wanted to make a, a few comments just to share my perspective. Okay. Um, I coach women, uh, 
part time and it's a disaster. But not only is it a disaster from their side, it's also the quality of men and women has gone down drastically. Mm. And I think the <clears throat> they're promoting, you know, being overweight is healthy. Um, it's like, I don't know what's going on exactly, but people have bought some kind of Kool-Aid that's out in the media. And you're correct for being straight up with them, but people don't really want to hear. Does that make sense? They don't want to know the truth. Well, we know that people like to have a victim mindset when it comes to life. It's everybody else's fault but their own, right? Like, I'm I'm fat because of whatever, right? Like, it's like, you right. know, like, I can't do anything about it because I'm big boned. Or they'll come up with some right. reason. They, they have a thyroid imbalance or something like that. No, just move more, eat, like, eat better. It's not complicated. So, um, you know, people want to hit, like, the fringes. Like, we see all the... It's everywhere on internet today, on, on Twitter, like, everywhere. It's like... I stand with whatever's trending, hashtag this, flag that, rainbow this, butterfly that. And then you have biological men with their junk still competing with women in swimming, right? And it's like, am I the only one that looks at this and goes, this is nuts? So yeah, things are a little weird out there. It's not like, you know, you're preaching anybody that's never heard it before. You're preaching to the choir. Um, did you have a question too, or was it just kind of like a share because you're dealing with, so what kind of women do you coach? Like, do you coach them for dating? Like, is it life coaching? What do you do exactly? It's mostly through narcissistic abuse recovery, okay. basically. And so, sure, you're you're basically traumatized after that. But even the people, look, a lot of people carry trauma, you mm -hmm. know, even if it's minute, um, they carry it with them in those relationships. And red flags is actually what I teach because I feel like if you know red flags, you're just not going to get burned. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that no one human just has one red flag. They usually have tons of red flags and you're either going to see them right away or it's going to take a little bit of time and you're going to see them. Mm -hmm. So the point is when these guys or the females, when they see red flags, like if you see one, <clears throat> realistically, it should be a deal breaker. <clears throat> That's it. So, like, what's an example of a red flag for a man? Yeah, like, yeah, like what's a common one that you see? Um, you can tell the manipulation. So, a lot of times, let's say if they have some type of plan, uh, plans for a date, the woman will change it. She'll change it. Mm -hmm. um, and then if he goes along with it, in my opinion, she's already stating how the relationship's going to go down. And yeah, if he no doesn't doubt. stop it right away, she's going to lead that relationship. You know what's um, funny about that, times, yes. Anastasia? Mm -hmm. if, if I were to yeah. say that exact same thing in a video on my channel, the yeah. woke feminist mob would come in and just fucking destroy it. <laughs> because I'm a dude telling other dudes that. But when a woman says that, you know what? I'll just go clip this one. Let's see what we get out of this. I have a clips channel, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what happens with this, with this little bit here. But, Rich, uh, can I say something? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so they would destroy you, but they do destroy me too. Oh, yeah. So I do have, um, I haven't been on it lately because I had a, and someone close to me passed away. Um, so I took a little break. However, when I have posted certain videos, they come after me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand really what valuing yourself respecting yourself means they don't understand that and they think being half naked twerking um whatever else the hell that they do they think that that actually means that they are empowered and i'm mm -hmm. like sis you have no clue 
what being empowered is. And it's definitely not that. How old are you, Anastasia? A 47. Okay. So I mean, like you've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. <laughs> you've been doing this for a while? Uh, fairly new at it. Let me ask you a question. I haven't noticed yeah. a trend where women under about 28, 30, like late, like late 20s, 30s, where they're self-aware about this. Like you could have this conversation with a 23-year-old. Do you think she'd hear it? Uh, very, maybe maybe 10%. Right. Very few. It just really depends on the parents. So the people are just having babies and um, emotionally unstable people keep having children that's the root cause right yeah the um, the dumb people are out fucking the smart people there's no question about that. <laughs> i'm pretty sure that joe rogan's got a, yeah. a joke about that somewhere <laughs> uh-huh yeah so i mean i have a lot to say about it but the problem though too that i've heard from men their perspective is that women in that age group they'll they'll be going on dates and the girl will be taking selfies mm. without him but like at the restaurant right. maybe it's got a cool yep. background red flag. yeah red flag it's mm -hmm. an absolute yeah. no it's like you know put down your phone we're on a date and if you can't right. do that you just leave just right. pay for That's your wild. shit and leave and just get up and walk away have some fucking dignity guys like you know why do you tolerate that nonsense anyway. why do they yeah. Because they don't have better options. That's why, you know, to your earlier point where you're saying, you know, both men and women are failing today. Men are weak, soft, soy. I mean, there's men walking around with female breast tissue, right? Like it's yeah. like men are not men anymore. So that's why when I'm talking to these guys, I'm like, dude, lift weights, go learn how to make money, be captivating, you know, have interesting hobbies sort of thing. Like if you can just do that, you're basically in the top 10% of men. That's it. That's like, like t take a shower, you know, clean your dick when you, t you know, when you're in the shower, you're right. right? You're right. Basic Work shit. Work out, smell good. Mm -hmm. Smell good. When you walk by, she Make will money. notice you. Be competent, you know, know where you're going. If you get a flat tire, know how to change it, right? Basic stuff. So attractive. And then when that lady called in, though, also that, I don't know, I wasn't vibing with her, with her tone. She was taking too long. I know I'm being critical, but I'm getting to a point. She's, she's talking about like the woman's <clears> going to help her man, but then that doesn't necessarily make him alpha. It doesn't necessarily make me then look up to him and be amazed by him. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you guys have anything yeah. for Anastasia before we move on? I've got a couple. On that last point, one thing I've noticed with American girls, because I was in New York for about a week, I'm back in Mexico, and you notice the culture differences immediately, just getting on and off the airplane. I noticed, like, especially in like more of those like liberal kind of coastal type cities, the women will do things like that, but she kind of looks around like, look at me, like I'm doing what a woman should do. And as a guy, I can feel it's disingenuous. So that's one thing. Uh, going back to your point about the girl trying to change the date, a lot of a lot of them do that, and a lot of guys in the space will say, "Oh, that's a shit test." But for me, that's a leading indicator of what she's of where she's trying to put you on her roster. So you very have to, very early, you have to completely steamroll over that thing. Or if she insists, do something like, "Hey, you know what? You knew the plan. Let me know when you're actually free, and then." Usually you'll never hear back or she'll drop it immediately in that moment. And then everything's smooth sailing from there. You know, it's interesting. Like a lot of guys today would say something like, all right, fine. I'll do Thursday instead of Tuesday, but you're buying drinks mm -hmm. now. Right. And you know, when you do that, a lot of the women, especially the younger ones, when they have a lot of options, they're like, no, 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 no. They'll just, you know, like kind of move on past it. Right. So they don't like, nobody's holding these women accountable that are behaving badly because men don't know how to do it anymore is what the problem is. And, and a lot um, of times I'll, I'll see that they, they don't demonstrate good behavior until like there's been like a series of things, like a series of 
dates or hookups or outings or whatever. And then when they start to get into like more of that relational frame, then they'll start stepping up and then, and then demonstrating those good behaviors. But again, if you look at the leading indicators, like early in the conversation and save your conversations and do this, you'll know initially where she was trying to put you. And that's probably where she's going to try to position you even that, you know, once the veil gets dropped after she gets what she wants, which in this scenario would be the, uh, uh, the commitment. Yeah. Anastasia, um, to, yes. to your yeah to your earlier point, um, you know I, I'm I'm from Europe originally, and you know what I, what I see here, and I've I've railed to the guys several times about it. I said most guys are looking forward to the upcoming weekend, and they're going to consume tons of cheap beer and crap food and yell at sports on TV, and that's it. They they off they're not putting any additional value into their lives, and none of that's attractive to women. Um, so I am, um, I was born in America, but my background is Greek. So yes, I feel like pure, pure, pure Americans, especially like women, I do see a trend. I actually say things that rub a lot of women the wrong way because I feel like American women care more about their nails than they do about their weight, their skin, their mindset, you know what I mean? And their money. So they'll be literally morbidly obese walking around, but their nails are just on point but not european women they care about their skin they like to when they leave their house they look nice they're put together and mm. i feel like american women slobs i mean that's uggs, th slobs. that's still a part of like european culture though right like american culture is still quite a bit different than you know european even for a woman like you that's uh born in america but greek i mean you're yeah yeah would have basically instilled um, values and certain like, you know, feminine behaviors in you from a child, right? Because of the old sort of country sort of thing. So a right. lot of it has to do with like nature, nurture sort of stuff too. Anastasia, who's your typical client? Like what age range? I would honestly say like around late thirties, um, early forties, but I do, yeah. I do have 20, I do have 20 something year olds and they tolerate a lot. <laughs> They tolerate a lot, the 20 something year olds. What do they tolerate? A lot of horrible behavior. Can you give us um, an example? For example. I don't know. Maybe that's what you call the plate. I'm not really sure what the plate means. I just found you recently, but I like your vibe. I like your perspective. Um, Meaning like know, he doesn't want to be exclusive with her or what? It's not that I, I can, I can see red flags miles away and because of what i've been through also i feel like i can smell <laughs> uh like a like a control freak and i feel like men also even when you guys are even before your date realistically if you pay attention you can even see from the banter on text or if it's on a dating website or something you can tell kind of where it's gonna go you can see if she has vitality if she's interesting um, if it's only there's, for a there's looks, energy that, or emotion in the conversation and it goes up and down and a, you can kind of predict where it's going. Let, let, let's, let's, um, Moff keep going. On I'm trying story. to drill down cause we're not getting to the point here. I'm trying to ask when you say you like red flags, I need like, I'm looking for like a concrete example. So like, what are these 20 something women putting up with by, and I don't know, are these, are these generally younger men they're dating or these older men that they're dating? And, and what exactly are we talking about? Like what's night? What is an example of a red flag, and then why is that a red flag? Uh, they're usually the same age. They already have shown uh, behaviors of you know talking poorly to them. 
um, you know, standing them up for like a date. Um, which, what else? Like making them pay for something. I just think that that's, why would you make that person pay? It because, depends what you're looking for. Because guys have been told for years now that men and women are equal, right? And that and, It's you so, know, such bullshit, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's what they've been told, right? I mean, like, you know, like a guy like me, if I you're go out on a date, you know, the card goes down, it's always going to work. It's, it's made out of gold or platinum or some shit like that. And she doesn't have to pay for anything, right? That's the way that most guys roll that are put together that are high value. But when you get these kids that are hearing all their lives, like, Men and women are equal. You know, women have like hit the pay gap and you have to fucking, it's like, okay. So they start thinking, well, I'll buy my drink and she'll buy her drink. And that's the way it's supposed to be, right? It's weird. They're actually expecting the women now to take care of them like as a first date, But if that makes sense. You want to know something that's really funny, Anastasia? This all hmm. comes from toxic feminism. This is all like the narrative I agree. that women I have agree. been like blurting about like, you know, we're equal, you know, we're the same. And clearly we're not because when you put a biological male in a woman's swimming competition, he destroys them. In the men's category, he's like ranked 400, right? Men and women are not the same, right? So they're not, they're not the same. And yeah, those so, women though, those women, I'm sorry to interrupt you, that promote that, just so you know, deep down, their feeling is, look how worthy I am and I'm going to show you. Well, that's all uh, that those that's are your about. clients, aren't they? Uh, no, I'll tell you what it is. No, it's, not it's, those girls. It's it's <laughs> these toxic feminists actually Boy, hate girls. pretty girls, right? Because they, yeah, they, they don't look anything girls. like them. Like as long as mm-hmm. you're overweight and you embrace your fat acceptance, then you're part of their club. <laughs> but if you don't, and you know you look good in a bikini, then they shame them. They say, "Oh, that's objectifying women." That's objectifying women. But putting a fat Tess Holiday on the cover of Cosmopolitan. She looks like a freaking sausage, right? Like the clothing is so tight, you can see everything. It's true. And right. even you... I put myself together and I usually like, I have, you know, some makeup on and I'm, I'm put together. Even you want to know that, how we but... fix this, Anastasia? How? You're not going to like it, but all the girls got to get together and march on Parliament Hill and start, you know, asking for masculine men and feminine women. It's going to start with a whole bunch of law changes that aren't going to serve the female primary social order, like family law, for example, right? We just lost her. Oh, she's still there. No, we yeah, lost. No, I'm uh, here. I'm here. It's 50. We lost 50. Yeah. So like it's got to start with something like that because guys, guys can't enact any kind of change in this. Right. That's really the long term solution. That's how it gets fixed. I just wanted to ask one other question. What sure. in what way are you re- helping these women reconcile at 38, 39, 40 that the men that they generally are going oh, after gosh. are not going after them? They don't want them essentially. Do you mind repeating that? I don't know if I understand that. So generally women that are 38, 39, 40 that are reaching that age, mm-hmm. a common thing that they're being told is go get your degrees, go make your money, go be the CEO. And then once you do that and you're successful and you've reached the pinnacle, there's going to be a line of high value, rich, handsome men that are going to be looking to get down on one knee. And that's Typically not the case. That's a lie. How much, mm-hmm. how much are you seeing that and how are you helping that? How, how are you helping these women reconcile that? I'm actually very real with them. And, you know, you, I only attract a certain type of client as well because I'm not going to sugarcoat things and it doesn't it doesn't feel good. But as long as if you can get through that point and you can accept it, you know what I mean? You can get to the other side and it is much prettier than this side. But a lot of women at that age, just so you know, they're either become desperate and then they end up with like a beta male, unhappy, et cetera, fill in the blank, 
or a lot of them then feel like they've wasted their life on that. They don't have eggs anymore. They're trying to freeze their eggs. Um, and they go through this process of, it's almost like um, you're mourning that time that you lost. It's really, it happens with a lot of women between 40 and 50. Like, where did the time go? What have I really accomplished? Like, because here I am alone. You know where do I mean? they usually or waste the time in your experience? Um, you know, trying to get their degrees and an extra deg degree at their job. Also, um, you know, the, the, the time in the bars and the girls trips and all of that stuff. There it is. Yeah. There so it is. The because, parties because, and the degrees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The parties and the degrees. Yeah. Look, I've been saying this for years, ladies. You know, if you're to listen to us in your 20s, you wouldn't have these problems in your 30s and 40s. It's what? sad because then they think that the handsome, you know, stud that's got it going on is going to go for them. And it's they want like, nothing to do with them. They want yeah. the younger, hotter, tighter, fresher version. They don't want some like used up 40 year old with three degrees. We don't care about your degrees, ladies. We can't do anything with them. Mm -hmm. And the and conversely, the younger, hotter girls want guys that have their S together and that lean more into the masculine type category. So like I've always noticed like Feminism is kind of an S test for women too. Like you never meet a hot girl that has those beliefs in her head. Like she might loosely have them because the professor spouted them off one time, but like no women that are decent, that have decent S and B actually believe those things. Mm -hmm. And ones that do like when they meet a guy like me or like Moff or like Rich, they let go of it pretty quickly because there's like, it, it's just not happening. That, that does not fly in my household. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, well, um, we gotta start to wrap it up. So um, I'm gonna let you go, okay? Yeah. Okay. Right. Thanks for hopping in and Bye. sharing your uh, sure. thoughts. Um, all right, so you guys are on stereo next um, on the stereo app, just search for MOFF, M-O-F-F. Um, there's a bunch of people still in the waiting area. If you come in at the start of the show and click the link, the chances you getting on and ask a question is gonna be much higher. If you want private coaching, the links are pinned below. Um, these guys also do coaching as well. So if you're looking for anything specific, go check out their show and, you know, um, you guys are going to carry on the conversation on the dangerous personality types. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you guys, definitely. you guys know where to find them. So check it out. We'll see you guys, uh, soon. I got a bunch of other stuff coming out this week and a sizzle reel and I got a lot of stuff happening. And by the way, I want to thank, you know, those of you that got into the course and you're in the school of entrepreneurship. Um, the cover banner has been updated with the, um, webinar. So it's going to be, uh, some awesome sessions that are going to be coming out of those. Um, okay. We'll see you guys in the next show. Peace out. Have a good night. Go check out the boys.